Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week, we're airing a message entitled, Come and Dine. In this week's message, Pastor DeMichael encourages us with the reminder that Jesus has extended the invitation to come unto Him, not only for salvation, but with our burdens, our worries, and our cares. When we leave the cares of this world at the foot of the cross and choose rather to dine in the riches of His grace and mercy, we are happier, more fulfilled, and more useful to others and to God. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to order today's message, stay tuned until the end of today's program for a phone number and address where you can order a copy on CD. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. First of all, look at verses 16 and 17. I want you to notice something. When it comes to formal banquet invitations, this would, this would be on a level, this would be on the level of our wedding invitation. And uh, what you have here is a double invitation. You have a double invitation. And, and I'm told uh, that this custom uh, persists even to this day in many parts of the Middle East. Sometime before the feast is served, uh, an invitation is sent forth. And that's, that's the first invitation. But then when the time appointed draws near, a servant is sent a second time, this time to announce that everything is ready. Look at verse 16. He says here, um, a certain man ba- uh, made a great supper, and then look at the last three, last three words, and what? And bade many, okay? Now, this was the first level of invitation. But then when you get to verse 17, as, as time goes on and the supper now is approaching, and sent his servant at supper time to say them that were bidden. In other words, those that got the first invitation, come for all things are now ready. Um, you have examples of this in the Bible. For instance, Ahasuerus uh, and Haman were invited by Esther the very same way in Esther chapters 5 and 6. Uh, you have the, the parable of the wedding of the king's son in Matthew chapter 22. And by the way, we'll look at that in just a little bit. Uh, we have the, the parable of the great supper with this double invitation. And in Luke chapter 14, he says at one point, come for all things are, are now ready. Uh, you know what I like about that? I, I like the fact that God invites us more than once to come. Uh, I don't know about you, but I didn't get saved at the first invitation to trust Christ. I didn't. Now, some of you may have. I've heard some stories of people that came to church for the first time, heard the gospel, responded to the invitation, and trusted Christ. But I believe that that is the exception. That is the exception and not, not the rule. And, and you know what? As, as believers that are commissioned to be ambassadors for Jesus Christ and to invite others to come and dine, uh, we need to realize that uh, our first invitation, even our second invitation may not be enough. We need to be patient, and we also need to be persistent. God was infinitely patient with me as his servants said to me, come and dine. Come, all things are ready now. And, and, and it, was, it wasn't once, it wasn't twice. In fact, I guarantee it was more than 10 times 
I heard the gospel. In fact, I don't have enough toes and fingers. It was more, I'm sure it was more than 20 times in that period of time. We, we have a patient God. I, I want you to notice something else too. I want you to notice this business of compelling the guests to come in. Look at verse 23. Look at the word he uses in verse 23. And, and the Lord said unto the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Compel them to come in. Um, the usual brief invitation that we use in our culture would be considered in the Middle East, even to this day, somewhat undignified. And the idea here was that it was expected that at the first attempt, the person that was being invited would refuse. This was expected uh, protocol here. But that, that the, the, the person doing the inviting would urge them to come, would compel them to accept the invitation. Now, all the while, the guest is expecting to accept. But there is this sort of process that takes place that's expected to happen, and this compelling that goes on. Uh, Lydia, in the book of Acts, chapter 16, she said, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. She constrained us. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to a meal, the Lord didn't at first accept the invitation, although he did finally go. And the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 7 that one of the Pharisees desired him, that he would eat with him. And all of this was in keeping with the Middle Eastern custom of compelling. Uh, I want to say to you this morning that it is more important in our efforts to tell others to come and dine and get them to come and dine at the Lord's table. It's more important that we be sincere and that we be enthusiastic and that we be persistent than we be clever and have all the answers to all their questions. You know, sometimes we think, well, I, you know, I, I'm afraid to, to ask somebody about, about being saved. I'm afraid to witness to them. I'm afraid to try to, try to get them to come to church because I'm afraid they might, they might ask me something that I don't have the answer to. But you want to know something? I, I don't think that's nearly as important as just our level of willingness to compel them. I think of the woman at the well in John chapter 4. And when she recognized Jesus, and she said, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. And of course, Christ was much more than that. But she started to get it. The Bible says she ran back into the city. And, and she said, Come, see a man that told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? She wasn't even sure herself. But in that process of getting it, she ran into the city. And what happened? There was a multitude that came to examine. In other words, what's all the commotion about? What's all this excitement about? She was compelling them to come. Let me encourage you this morning not to be impatient, not to give up on somebody because they don't trust Christ the first time you invite them to get saved or you invite them to church, especially your relatives, especially your loved ones, especially someone that you know well, God is a patient God. He's a long-suffering God. And to compel them 
to compel them. Now, I, I think this takes some wisdom. Uh, I don't think we should badger people. Have you ever been badgered about something? What's your first reaction? You, you want to push away, don't you? You, you want to you develop a strategy to maybe get away from that person if you're being badgered. But you know what? Uh, there is a, a difference between badgering and compelling. And we can compel. We can pray. We can, we can be persistent. And that doesn't mean every time we see him, we have to witness to him. No, there will be times where uh, the relationship just carries on in a natural way, but God will provide opportunities if we'll pray and we'll be patient and we'll be observant and we can compel them. That persistence compels them. Sometimes we get discouraged because we think, well, the last time we talked about it, I got no reaction. You know, you may not get a reaction out here, but inside the heart could be in turmoil. Have you ever had somebody say something to you and it just stirred up something inside of you and you intentionally just put on your, your blank kind of poker face so they couldn't see you were all stirred up inside? Lost people do it all the time, folks. And God can be working in their hearts. Don't give up. Don't give up. Come and dine. Um, I, see, I see the compelling. I see the double invitation. I see the compelling. I, I also see something else here. Uh, take your Bibles and go to, go to Matthew chapter 22. We're looking at some of these Middle East customs in relationship to all of this. Matthew chapter 22, speaking of wedding invitations, a gal relates that her mother had volunteered to help her with her wedding invitations while she was visiting her. Uh, they went two long nights addressing envelopes and adding a little handwritten note to each invitation. Please stay for dinner following the ceremony. When she got back home, she realized she hadn't sent an invitation to her parents. So before putting it in the mail, she personalized it with a note at the bottom. Please pay for dinner following the ceremony. <laughs> There's that too, isn't there? Amen. Uh, Matthew chapter 22. Matthew 22. And I want to talk for a couple minutes about exclusion to a feast. Exclusion from a feast. Uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter 22 and verse 11. And the king came in to see the guests. He saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he saith unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Now, you know, we might, we might think, well, gosh, you know, what, what's that all about? I mean, you got to have a wedding garment. Well, we do consider certain attire appropriate for certain occasions and certain attire inappropriate for certain occasions. Amen? We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Come and Dine, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. In this week's lesson, Pastor DeMichael has revealed how Jesus has sent out that all-important invitation to come to Him. Christ died for our sins, and in doing so, He offered everyone an invitation of free life and an invitation for a fuller life when we place our faith and our trust in Him. This world is full of disappointments, stresses, and failures, but thanks be to God that we can come and dine at His table whenever our souls are weary, and we will find rest for our souls. Life is indeed a gift from God, and the Bible tells us that our lives will be more effective 
and more pleasurable if we choose to lay aside the trust we have placed in this old world and place it in the great hands of Jesus Christ where there are pleasures forevermore. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to order a copy of today's message, CDs are available for a suggested contribution of $5 each. Our address is Treasures of Truth, Care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, 1300 South Terry Avenue, Meridian, Idaho, 83642. Our phone number is area code 208-888-4545. Our webpage address is www.tvbc.org. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church. We welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15 a.m. for Sunday school, at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship and preaching, at 5.45 p.m. for Bible preaching and teaching, and also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more Bible preaching and teaching.